the professionals of professionalism proudly present Lewis Howard Live. Your crisp communicator with principal insights for pop culture with a tech edge. And now a man who needs no introduction, Lewis. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Con. Welcome to another podcast, radio edition of Lewis Howard, broadcasting coast to coast and around the world, from the Northwest, the U.S., and inspiring the world. We thank you for joining in for another conversation. Hey, whether you are 8 or 80, you can find something in the conversation that we have is applicable because we're talking about life and life is multifaceted. It's not limited to one person, place or thing, creed, color, age or background. Life is life and it's all about how you live it. So we want to welcome all of our new listeners on Spotify. We are the latest uh, addition to their Great platform that they have built, and Lewis Howard Live is available on that. You can search Lewis Howard Live, and you will see a picture of me and all of our episodes, some 300 episodes that we have done. So we're just RSS feeding right to Spotify. So if you are tuned in, we're all about you. The show is not about me. It's about you and helping you become the best version that you can be. And shout out to my peeps in Australia. Hey, that's been growing up on the charts. And surprisingly, Japan is now up on our number. So we appreciate uh, all of our listeners. And I always say if I can help one person uh, be a better version of themselves, then it makes it worth doing the show. Today, we're going to be talking about culture. It is a very popular word that we use to describe certain things, people, places, and things about your culture. What's your culture, right? Uh, we all operate and live in multiple cultures every single day. Some cultures we create and we control. The culture of your home, the culture of your life, you control that. Uh, but sometimes you're an employee of an organization or a company that has a certain culture to it. You are members of a team that has culture, right? Or you are a leader listening to me, and you are a leader, manager, supervisor, boss girl, boss dude of an organization that supports a certain culture. We hire on culture, and sometimes we fire people on culture. But what is culture, right? Because when you hear terms like toxic culture, right, what does that mean? Fun culture, right? I was just watching a movie uh, called uh, Christmas Office Party, Office Party, Office Christmas Party, and uh, has some of our favorite actors, uh, um, Jennifer Aniston's in it, and... Um, and it's about uh, a, a brother and sister who runs the companies and the culture has gotten bad because they're not meeting the numbers and um, the sister wants to shut it down. And so 
in order for them to save jobs and save the company, they have to go out and do business. And so to secure new business and save jobs, they threw a huge Christmas party, off the chart Christmas party to prove to their new client that they really had a cool, fun culture. So that's one example of how people demonstrate culture in the movies. But what is culture really in real life? Well, Webster defines culture as customary norms. Customary norms of a social, religious, um, or an organization. So it's the norm. What is your norm? What do you normally do? What do you normally think? Right? How does your office normally operate? Is it gossipy? Is it negative? Is it a fear-based culture? Because some leaders create a fear-based culture which says, if you don't do your job, you're out of here. Right? You know, it's challenging to work in the tech industry because the tech industry has constantly got to be evolving. And so the average age in tech is about 27 years old. And so there's constant pressure to create new widgets and gadgets and technologies and platforms uh, and designs so that the company can stay competitive with other companies that are doing the same thing. And so sometimes in that zeal and zest to be competitive, the company inadvertently creates a fear negative culture where people are afraid to not perform at their highest or they may lose their job or they may be put on what we call a PIP. Do you know what a PIP is? Those in big organizations should know what a PIP is. Personal Improvement Performance, a.k.a. you're on probation now. You got 30 days to demonstrate to us that you can add to our culture and organization, or are you going to be out on your keister, right? That's what a personal improvement. Well, when somebody, sometimes people get those, they freak out and they actually do worse because they're so preoccupied with what could happen that they actually don't really focus on really the, the, the result of getting that PIP, which is to improve your performance. So that's an example of what is norm. If you're an individual or group, another definition is one I actually like better is, is a bio, biology definition of culture. It is a form of bacteria, tissue, or cells suitable for growth. So stay with me. I'm going somewhere here. I know it's kind of a trial intro, but just stay with me. I'm going somewhere with this, I promise. Right? So bacteria tissue and cells that are suitable for growth. So your life is either toxic mold, right? Or healthy culture that we consume in food like yogurt, yogurt, right? Those of you like yogurt has bacteria in it. It's got culture in it, but it's healthy for you, right? So we eat it by the pound, right? But there's other types I don't want to eat bread with mold on it because that's not good. You know, that's funky, nasty meat mold got hair on it. It's growing, but I don't want that growing inside of me. So I'm going to probably throw that away, right? But I wouldn't throw a thing of yogurt away. Both have bacteria. 
but one is not toxic. One is. Okay. So you got to ask yourself to take a minute and say, which one am I? Am I toxic or am I healthy? Right? Because you're in one of the two. You can't be toxically healthy. Okay? And some people try to do that. I'm toxic, but I'm healthy because I'm driving. I get at it. I'm on my grind. You're toxic or you're healthy. You're not, you're not both. Okay? If you're an ass to people all the time because you think you're going to get the best out of them, you're toxic. You're toxic. Because there's a way to get the best out of people without being an ass to people. Okay, there's a way to motivate and inspire and get the best out of an individual without threatening them. If you're driven to anger all the time, you're toxic. You're toxic. No, you don't just say that's the way I am. That's just who I am. That's how I was raised. That's how we talk. That's how our family talk. Well, your family's toxic because if the only way you can communicate with me is anger, shouting, screaming, threatening, that's toxic. It's not healthy. So you got to ask yourself, right? Now, the opposite is if you're passive. If you're passive and you never step up and you run and hide, you're toxic. Because I can't count on you. You don't stand up. You're not a man or a woman. You're a coward. That's toxic. Okay? It's a different kind of toxic. But it's toxic nevertheless. Okay? Because those very people that are passive will turn around and judge people who did something. And yet, when you had the opportunity, you hit. So are you healthy or are you toxic? Because that makes a difference in winning and losing in life, I promise you. Okay? Am I around healthy people or toxic people? Maybe I'm healthy, but I surround myself with trauma and drama unhealthy people, unhealthy companies, right? I hear people say things like, I always have these toxic and bad people around me. Okay, so then you got to ask yourself, what is it about me that keeps attracting toxic people? What are you doing, right? What are you saying that lets toxic people think that it's okay to be in your life? What do you permit, Right. So to get to where we're going to go and what we're going to talk about, you got to really ask yourself. And let me just tell you, it's hard to admit that you're toxic, but sometimes you have to do that in order to change. Right. You got to realize that the bad bacteria is growing in you. And here, here's the truth. Sometimes sometimes we didn't put the toxicity in ourselves. Sometimes it was called by people, places and things, usually when we're younger and we're defenseless to those kinds of things, and then they put on us. But years later, it's now growing in you. It's toxic in you. And now you're putting it on everyone else. You know that germs spread. You know that viruses spread. I got, I got people I know right now that are, that are getting viruses, and, and it's spreading. It's that time of year. It's flu season, and people are catching things from other people. I don't want the virus, but I caught the virus. So sometimes we don't want to be toxic, but we've caught toxicity. Maybe you got it from mom. Maybe you got it from dad. Maybe you got it from grandmother, right? But you got it. And so you have to recognize that, right? Admission is the first step to recovery. 
And there are people that will not admit that they have toxic things about them, so they will never change, right? Um, if you don't have empathy, that's a big toxic. That means that you can't relate to other people's pain. There are people that are not empathetic, right? They will say things like, well, you need to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Well, what if I don't have shoes, right? So you, you're flippant and you say, well, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Well, what's the purpose in having a cake if I can't eat it, right? What, 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 what sense does that make? Okay, that's your lack of empathy, right? Or we see people that are in bad situations and we say, well, that's their fault. They should have known better. They made a bad decision, right? That's lack of empathy. That's a form of toxicity. So we're going to talk about how to create your own healthy ecosystem, right? How do you become healthy form of culture in your own life and be able to spread to other people's lives in a very good way. So you're listening to Lewis Howard Live. We're going to take a quick break and uh, give a shout out to our sponsors, and then we'll come back and deep dive into creating healthy culture. Stay with us. Don't go anywhere. Lewis Howard of Lewis Howard Live has partnered with Amazon Books to bring you his dynamic, life-changing book. From Here to There is the best-selling biopic journey of Lewis Howard's road from adopted child in poverty to achieving over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Lewis shares his secrets and principles, which helped make his meteoric rise to the top an inspiration to millions. Lewis Howard, From Here to There, available on Amazon Books at createspace.com slash 450-6888. Get it today. The mission of the Millionaire Club Charity is to provide jobs and support services to those in need in the Puget Sound region. Since 1921, the Millionaire Club Charity has operated a supportive employment program that specializes in helping people who are experiencing homelessness or other barriers to employment. Temporary Staffing Solutions connects men and women with employment opportunities to over 1,100 businesses and residences in the greater Seattle area. The Millionaire Club also addresses the housing needs of its workers through transitional housing. To learn more and to get involved, go to millionaireclub.org or call 206 728 jobs. Hey, this is Lewis Howard. If you're just joining us today, it's Lewis Howard Live, and we're talking about culture, right? Rather intangible word that you can't put in a bottle, right? And so sometimes when you talk about immaterial or intangible things, it's a little bit hard for people to grasp, right? But culture has a real impact on your everyday life. You buy into it when you join a company, uh, when you create a life. So we're really talking about, if you're just joining the, the program, on how to create, how do you create a healthy culture, personal life culture? And one of the ways we talked about in a previous segment is you got you to gotta ask yourself, am I healthy or am I toxic? Right? Am I around healthy people or am I around toxic people? Am I in a toxic organization? Sometimes the people that you work for, the companies, even though they're paying you what you want, it takes a toll on your soul because it's toxic. You're not looking forward to getting up going there every day because you know you're walking into hell, right? And you don't want to be there. And you can't wait to five o'clock to get out of that. And then you have to go back the next day. We live in those kinds of in, in situations. Maybe as you listen to me today, you work in a toxic environment. You work in an environment where people talk behind your back, stab you with a knife, and twist the knife, 
right? They limit you. They put a glass ceiling over you. You can't get promoted because people don't like something about you or whatever it is. That's toxic because now you're being held down. And you got to make a decision when you're in those kinds of situations. Uh, Do you want to continue that? Is the money worth it? Right. There are people that end up with high health costs and high health issues related to the very company that they are working with. Right. Sometimes it's just not things at large. It's it's the stress. It's the duress of what you have to sort of deal with in a day in and day out basis. So talking about how to create a healthy self and personal culture, right? Um, Success starts with you, starts with the man or the woman in the mirror. Who are you, right? So don't begin with the company or the organization and trying to change other people. Start with yourself and make sure, number one, I'm the healthiest version of myself that I can be. Then I can go out and have the opportunity to impact others and other organizations. So number one key to being healthy is letting go of unforgiveness and bitterness. We've all been through traumatic things. If you've lived long enough on this planet, wherever you're listening to this show from, you've been through something traumatic in your life by a person, a place, or a thing that caused some level of trauma and drama on you. And you have a choice and decision on how to deal with that. So we were in a retreat recently and we were doing these disc personality tests and they're kind of fun because they they identify you by letter and certain characteristics. And if you don't know what you are, I will suggest maybe you do that. Tony Robbins has a free one and it's great free personality disc test. And I give it to all staff, team members, and employees that work with me just so I can get an idea how they work. Well, one of the things that came out in my personality is I have a hard time letting things go, right? So if you get on the wrong side of me, I have a hard time letting that go. I have a lot of patience. I have a lot of grace. I have a lot of give. I am very elastic with people. But if you get there, I have a hard time letting go. Do you have a hard time letting things go? I know people still talking about somebody that left them 30 years ago. I know people still talking about a divorce that sounded like it was yesterday and it was 20 years ago. You're not letting it go. So you're letting that culture that toxic culture grow in you. And it is going to affect not only you, but it's going to affect other people, right? I know people that are very unforgiving to their kids because they want their kids to be the version of themselves that they can't be. And the child doesn't want to be that. They want to be something totally different and they have the right to do that. It's not their job to make up for where you fail, okay? And then you're upset and you don't want to fund the kid because the kid wants to go out and be a DJ and you want to be an architect. They don't want to be an architect. But you are upset because you failed at it. Now you want to make them that. We have stage moms, right? They're on the stage with their kids trying to make their kids perform, not for the kids' sake, but for their own sake. Because they couldn't sing and dance. Or they were a gymnast, right? 
And now we've got unforgiveness, offenses that have come, whether they are racial offenses, whether they are family offenses. If you don't let those things go, you have a root of bitterness that grows up in you and it affects everyone about and around you. You are a virus, right? We all can walk in a room and we can pick up somebody's vibe and say, I don't want to be in this room. I don't want to be around this person. This person's a hater. This person's upset. This person's salty, crusty, whatever. It's because that person is carrying something in them that's going to affect you. You ever walk in a room happy and leave depressed because you're around somebody? Okay. If you're that person, you've got to you got to do a self-check and say, I've got to let this bitterness and angerness go. As a child, I had a lot of bad things happen to me. And there are things that are not easily forgettable, okay, of some of the things. And some of them I talk about in the book, From Here to There. So if you're a new audience member, you can go get my book, From Here to There. And I touch on some of those things. But one of the things that I realized as an adult, I had to let childish offenses go. Because if I didn't, it's going to impact everybody that I come in contact with. Sometimes we're being hated on and we don't even know why, right? We're being treated bad by somebody. We don't know why. 90% of the time has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with where they've been and what they have gone through. Sometimes you will look like the person that did something bad to them and they will be mean to you because you look like them. I'm not even, I ain't even Joe Bob, but I look like Joe Bob. So you're going to treat me bad because you couldn't get back at Joe Bob. So you're going to get back at me, right? You got to let it go. Go see Frozen. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. All right. Number two is destroy the disease of me in order to become a giver and become healthy, right? Years ago, there's a great coach named Pat Riley, and he was the architect of one of the greatest NBA shows on earth, the Los Angeles Lakers. Maybe some of you remember Pat, but Pat was awesome. And Pat wrote a great book. And in that book, one of the things he talked about was the disease of me. He said, if a player got the disease of me, then they affected the entire squad and team and game because they always wanted the ball. They didn't want to run the plays. They were always about me. Are you just about me, my and I, right? If you are just turned inward, right, that's toxic because why? We're all designed to be connected to other people, places, and things. And so if you're just operating on a thing of me, you're toxic. You're toxic because it's me, my, and I, right? It's all about me. Me time, me, my, I, right? And what I want, I want this, right? I have an individual I work with and every other word out of their mouth is, I want this, I want that. Well, what about the other 3,200 employees that work here? Any idea what they might want, right? But the disease of me, and sometimes that disease of me comes out of what you didn't get. Right. It comes out of disappointments that you've suffered in your life, uh, things that people left you out of or promotions. You didn't get money. You didn't get deals that you didn't get. And now you're mad. And now you have an entitlement mentality to make the rest of the world pay for what you didn't get. Disease of me. 
you know, maybe you were grow up in a family where there was eight kids and you were the runt of the litter and you didn't get much. You got hand me down from your big brothers and sisters. And now you got the disease of me. You're going to make sure you're always getting a good piece of the chicken. Right. We used to fight over that kid. Let me just say we fought over the chicken, over the bird. Who got the best part of the chicken? Right. In our family, the best part of the chicken was the breast, the leg and the thigh. The rest of it. Nah, not so much. So whoever got those, they were king and queen that day. I will admit some 30 years later, I didn't get the breast and the, and the drumstick most of the time, right? I was ending up with the wing, okay? Now, I could have the disease of me. I could decide every time I eat, I'm getting the best part of the chicken because I deserve it because at eight years old, I didn't get the best part of the chicken, right? right? Now, it sounds dumb, but let me tell you, people live like that. They live like that. They drive like that. They got to be first. They'll cut you off in traffic so they can be first. It's the disease of me. Okay. They won't give you props because they're afraid if they give you props, then they're going to look smaller. It's the disease of me. Right. That's toxic. Right. If you around people that can't never give you props, get rid of them because they're toxic. Okay. Kevin Hart learned it the hard way. Right. He was around someone and he didn't know they were toxic. And all of a sudden they tried to flip him over a video. And now he's got to deal with that. A toxic individual running around in his camp and he doesn't realize it. Right. If you're around people that can't say thank you, please, excuse me. Great job. Get rid of them. They're toxic. They're bitter. Dude, some of you are dating bitter women. I can see it when you're walking down the street and I'm going, oh, dude, you got problems because she is angry and bitter. Right. Because the guy before treated her bad and you're going to pay. OK. And you don't even know it. You don't even know it. You're dying a thousand deaths and you don't even know it because you are trapped into the world of the disease of me. So creating that healthy culture requires let it go. Go see Frozen. Let it go. Let unforgiveness and bitterness go. Destroy the disease of me. Become a giver. Here's how you destroy the disease of me real quick. Make a sacrifice. Give something that's very valuable to you. Go buy a brand new jacket and give it away. Okay? Go give, you got $200 in the bank, give somebody $100. That will break you of the disease of me. Okay? Don't be putting a dollar in the bucket thinking you're making a difference and you're not making a sacrifice. Don't hand me your leftovers and acting like you're doing something generous and you didn't want it anyway. Okay, I know it got silent out there on that because that's what we do. We give people our leftovers and we think we're being generous. Don't give me leftovers. Go buy me something brand new and give it to me. Don't be a re-gifter. You're gonna, we got re-gifters coming out about this time of year. They're going to give gifts to other people they don't want. Okay? That is not generous. Okay? You don't want it anyway. Give me the piece of chicken you don't want is not generous. Give me the one you prefer, that's generous. Okay, so that's how you know if you have the disease of me. If you're only giving people leftovers in your life, you're left over time, you're left over resources, you're left over money. I have given my children at times the last money that I had in the bank, the last. And I let them know, hey, I just gave you the last money because I want them to know don't come back and ask for no more. But I also wanted to let them know you're worth making the sacrifice for. I will give you my last I will give you my last breath. 
if that's what it takes to make your life better. That will rid you of the disease of me, and that will drive out any negative toxicity that might be living in your life. Hey, if you just join us, we're talking about how do you have a healthy life and not be mold and toxic stuff growing in yourself and spreading to other people. And we've covered letting it go, destroying the disease of me. Uh, invest in self-care. All right. So this is an important because we talk a lot about self, me, self, and I just talked about the disease of me. But you have to invest in self-care. Right. I grew up a time where grandmothers were pretty important. Grandmothers made a lot of sacrifices. Uh, some of your moms did. They cooked. They cleaned. They washed clothes. They were there all the time. And they just sacrificed their life to make sure that the rest of the family had what they need. And many times those grandmothers and grandfathers and parents, they went without in order for you to have a pair of Chuck T's, okay? For you to have the next mini skirt or the Gucci bag, whatever was important for you in that period of time. But rarely did we turn around and say, grandmother, let me take you out for dinner. Let me buy you a makeover day. Let me do something for you because you do so much for other people. I used to go over to my grandmother's house and just volunteer to do the lawn. Now, I'm not a good landscaper, but I wanted to do something for her because she did so much for other people. Invest in yourself, right? That's what makes you healthy. Go out and get a manicure. Go out and get yourself a pedicure, dudes. That's all right, right? Go take care of yourself, especially if your life is in transition. One of the things I learned over the last 10 years as I was fighting the financial battles to get debt free that was going on, it almost took my health down. I had high blood pressure. I had stress levels that was off the chart, and I wasn't managing it. I wasn't doing self-care because I was showing up, suiting up for the battle every single day. And I didn't have time to be thinking about fun stuff. But let me just tell you, if you don't make time for the fun stuff, it'll cost you your life. I can't tell you, and you can Google this, the number of CEOs that run big companies that have brain aneurysms and die. Okay? They get paid $200 million a year to be the CEO of very large companies, and they have a brain aneurysm and die. Okay? Because they're not taking care of themselves. They're taking care of all the employees. They're taking care of everybody else except themselves. Right? And men, give me my boys and give you a shout. You guys got to go see doctors. Right? Some of you think you're too good to go get a checkup. Right? And you sit around and joke about the doctor with the glove and, you know, examination and I don't do that. You probably need to do that. I have lost friends because they didn't go get checkups and take care of themselves. So you got to make sure while you're fighting the battle, while you're on your grind, while you're climbing the mountain and you're getting to the top, make sure that you take care of yourself. Women are much better at this. Women will go get a, a, their hair did when they have no money. OK, they'll go get their nails done. They'll go. They will keep looking good in the middle of a famine or a recession. OK, guys, on the other hand, will not do that. 
because they're spending all their money on the women that are going doing that. But you have to find time to make sure that you are taking care of yourself. Moms, I know your job is to take care of those kids every day. And I know they're a handful. And I know they don't allow you much time to do anything other than meet their demands. But you got to find time to have some self-care. So husbands that are listening to me, the best thing you can do for your wife is give her a night off. Let her go out and do some fun things without the family, without the kids, so she can reset and recharge. Have a plan for self-care. It will keep your life healthy, full of good culture, and growing, and you have extra energy to do this. How do you think that I have 12 hours a day that I work and run multiple businesses in a leadership capacity and still have time to come and make podcasts that reach out to people around the U.S. and the world? Because I take care of myself. I have times that I make sure that I'm resting. You know why? Because when your body's finished, your goal is finished. Your business is finished. Your ministry is finished. Your life is finished. And we don't want to be stopped short because we're too proud to ask for help. Go see a doctor and get I beat that in the ground. And it's just because I know too many people that are losing the battle of health because they're not doing self-care. I'm not talking about fun stuff. I took a trip and went to Kabul and do all that. I'm just talking about simple stuff that gives you a reset on a day-in and day-out basis. All right. Number five is to creating a healthy and culture and personal life, create simple goals and plans that will crawl, walk, and run you to your mountaintop. What do I mean by that? Sometimes when we're competing and comparing with other people, we look at the person that's the millionaire, that's got the private jet, and that's what we want, and we're going for that. Or we look for the girl that's a 10 on the cover of the magazine, and that's what we want. We want to get there overnight. We don't want to sacrifice. We don't want to wait. We want to do it right now. But if you're going to win over the long term, you have to crawl, then walk, and then run. And your plans have to be around that. So we were talking about this example of climbing a mountain and the goal, and, and shout out to anyone that has climbed a mountain. I climbed Mount Alieska when I was young in the military and a uh, big mountain. I don't know, I can't remember how, how what the elevation was, but it's one of the largest uh, mountains in, uh, in Alaska. But there are people that go out and they climb uh, Mount Everest, Right. And where I'm from, uh, they climb Mount Rainier. Right. Well, nobody just goes out there and just climbs up the mountain in a day. There are levels. You have to have base camps. There's probably three or four base camps that you have to get to and achieve to get to so you can get to the next level. Right. Nobody just goes out and be Kanye West or Jay-Z overnight. Right or Beyonce overnight, or Taylor Swift, right? Or Denzel Washington, you pick them. They don't get to be that way overnight. And in fact, you should Google Denzel Washington's commencement speech that he had several years ago, and he will tell you where his life started and how much failure that he had to have success. We look at Denzel Washington, the success, but he shares about the failure. So in your life, you got to have to stay healthy. You got to have simple plans, simple goals that allow you to crawl, 
walk and run to your mountaintop. Sometimes you have to promote people out of your life, promote them on to other opportunities to go be toxic with someone else because I've had enough. I'm done. I'm going to love you, bro, but I'm going to love you from afar because I can't have you close up because you're just negative. And whether you know that you're negative or not, that's irrelevant because most people will defend that. I'm not negative. I'm just keeping it real. Well, your real is negative and it's toxic. You got to go. Okay. So go keep it real somewhere else. Okay. Uh, You know, one of my favorite guys, Dave Chappelle, when keeping it real goes wrong, then you got to go. Okay. So there are people that that's how they justify their toxicity. They will say, I'm just keeping it real. Okay. But you're not, you're negative. You're Johnny Downer, right? You always got some smart ass to say, some undermining to say, why didn't you do it this way? Right. When you weren't there helping your, your armchair quarterback on a Monday morning and you didn't play the game on Sunday, bro. Okay. You didn't have a 330 linebacker coming at you that can run a 4-5 flat coming at you, and you got three seconds to throw the ball. And you can't even show up to work on time. You can't even get to work on time, and yet you're judging and throwing salt on somebody else. So if you're that kind of person, I'm going to promote you on to somebody else's life because I don't have time. I need good people. Life's too short to have toxic people in your life. It's just too short. Let it go. And sometimes, let me just say this. Sometimes when people offer you an opportunity, it's it's really not good because it's toxic because they're really not. I've had people draw me in opportunities and say, hey, we're going to make a lot of money. And when they went, we, they meant them. They didn't really mean that I was going to make the money. That we was a euphemistic term in order to get me involved in the opportunity. But at the end of the day, they made more money I'm on crumbs, okay? That's toxic for me because I'm not achieving my goal. I'm achieving their goal, right? And they're throwing me a little crumb and a leftover trying to make me feel good about putting money in their pocket. People do it all the time. Companies, organizations, and individuals, especially entrepreneurs because they can't afford to hire you. So they want to leverage you, leverage your time. Be careful of that. Make sure that there's a win in something for you beyond experience. Sometimes if you need experience, you got to go there. But if it's not and you need money and you need to be healthy, that's probably not a healthy situation to be in. I just threw that in for free today because I know that some people are out there and you're looking for opportunities, interning, partnering, and joining up for people that are just not, they don't have your best interest at heart. All right. Uh, seek and destroy all toxicity when possible. I just talked about that. Find it out. Be like pest control, looking for roaches and bugs, right? I'm looking for toxicity in my life because number one, I want to identify it, right? I want to isolate it and I want to kill it. Okay. I don't want it living. Would you let rampant pests just run around in your house and do nothing about it? No, you would not. Not in your right mind. Okay, I'm going to cut it off, as General Powell said, doing the Iraq war. I'm going to cut it off and I'm going to kill it. That is what my view is on toxicity. Mold has no place in my life or in my food. So I'm going to find it. I'm going to cut it out and I'm going to throw it out. Okay, that's what you have to. That's how dangerous toxic people, places and things are for you. And sometimes it's family. It's people you love. 
And sometimes you have to love them from afar. I can't love them close up because they're too toxic to get close. I got to put them out far enough where they can't do damage to me, right? They're still going to be toxic in Seattle. I'm going to San Francisco, right? And we're going to FaceTime and text and Facebook and we'll do all that. I'm cool with that. But in my space, you can't be, right? Because you're toxicity and you're not dealing with it. And the older people get, they just, the less that they want to deal with their toxicity and the more they will say, that's just the way I am. That's who I am. Okay, cool, but that's not the way I am, and that's not the way I'm going to be. So I'm hoping I'm helping those that are just caught in that convoluted cloud, um, like a, a, a spider web of it, and you've been in it so long, it's attached itself to you, and it's weaved itself into your life, and you got to cut it out. You got to break from it if you want to have the chance to get to the highest level of your existence because that toxicity is like lead boots to you and it's keeping you constrained. It's keeping you constrained. It ain't it ain't the government. It ain't the other person of color. It ain't the rich people. Sometimes it's the people in your own life that you got to make a decision is <laughs> I got to get. I see parents having to do it. And it's tough for parents when they got to make a decision on their own kids to say, hey, this kid's toxic. I need to put some space between me and my kid. I can't keep writing a check. I can't keep opening the door because every time I open the door, they, they slap me in the face. Some point as a parent, you have to make a decision that says, man, my kid's toxic right now. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to put some space in between them. That's hard. But in order for you to be healthy, did you know there are more parents going on antidepressants and seeing therapists because of their kids? Because they can't manage the toxicity of their kids. Okay? If you're a kid in my life, you know what's going to happen. I'm going to promote you on to someplace else. I will block you. I will deny you access. And it better be a 911 before you get me to come to you once you reach that level. Because I got to preserve my own health. Otherwise, I'm no good to the people I'm called to help and serve every day. And that's what happens if you load your life full of toxicity. How do you show up at work and be the best version of yourself? You don't. You don't. How do you show up as a leader in business and be the best version of yourself when you just left a whole 18-wheeler load of toxicity, Right? At home. You can't. It's not possible. So you got to get real and honest with yourself about it. And especially when those people are closest, that's the hardest, man. That's a tearjerker, man. That's a heartbreaker. But if you don't do it, then you're agreeing to let those germs and let that bacteria and let that toxicity just continue to grow and fester in your life. And ultimately, it'll take you down. And the kid will be fine. You're down. Kid moved on because they're not attached to it. Okay, so that's really, you know, I like to keep it honest and straight and transparent and stuff that you deal with every day. So I hope that you take take this show and really listen to it a few times and find a piece or part that that is in this that you can sort of think about. You know what? The rest of you said didn't make sense, but that part makes sense. And lastly, To be healthy, celebrate your wins. I've been talking a lot about that lately. Celebrate your wins and victories, no matter how small or trivial that they may be. If you're a person that's chronically late and you found a way to be on time for an appointment, celebrate that. 
right? If you've been missing out on something and you finally made it, celebrate that. Not only celebrate it, write it down as a reminder that you've accomplished it. And then it becomes a milestone to you as you look back and you have to go on and face the next challenge to remind, hey, I was healthy enough to get that job. I was healthy enough to to create that record, to create that show, to, to paint this painting. Man, let me celebrate that. Right. And write that down as a reminder to myself, the healthiness that I am and the potential impact that I can be like yogurt. Right. Healthy culture on people, places and things. You've been listening to Lewis Howard. Thank you for joining the conversation. And I hope that you got one thing, one thought, one word that will help you be inspired to be a better version of of yourself. I always invite you to invite a friend, tell a friend. Uh, We have new listeners on Spotify and Stitcher and podcasts. There are getting to be so many now. I can't recall all of them at one point, but I know iTunes, wherever you want to get us, we're not hanging with the big boys, right? I'm looking at Ed Millette and Grant Cardone. We're on the same podcast. I'm certainly not on their level, but hey, I feel cool that you can search me in the same places you can search them and you can come up with Lewis Howard Live. So thank you again for being part of the conversation. I wish you and yours the best version of happiness, love, and peace, and especially during this holiday season. And we'll see you again on another edition of Lewis Howard Live. Lewis Howard of Lewis Howard Live has partnered with Amazon Books to bring you his dynamic, life-changing book. From Here to There is the best-selling biopic journey of Lewis Howard's road from adopted child in poverty to achieving over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Lewis shares his secrets and principles, which helped make his meteoric rise to the top an inspiration to millions. Lewis Howard, From Here to There, available on Amazon Books at createspace.com slash 450-6888. Get it today.